What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Haywise podcast. I'm your host, Tokyo. And I'm Vegas, joining up today. And so today we have a very, very special guest, uh, Georgia. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners out there? Hey, everyone. My name is Georgia, and I'm the president of Radio Monash here at Monash University. Super exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, so, you know, I think a bunch of people know you, Georgia. By being the president of Radio Monash, I think Radio Monash is a yeah. fairly, you know, important thing within our campus. Um, you said uh, we've been talking for a bit, and then you said that you started four years ago with Radio Monash, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, sorry. How has it been for you, you know, to keep it so consistent? You know, every year you just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Like, what's the secret? <laughs> well, uh, it, it's been a lot. Um. Radio Monash, when I first joined back in 2017, it was my first ever semester of uni and of my degree. Um, it was it was during this bit of a period where unfortunately um, the committee had this great vision for what the future of Radio Monash was going to be. Um, and then it quickly fell apart and we actually had a full committee walkout in 2017. So the whole place kind of just fell apart within first month of me joining and it was this weird kind of scramble to suddenly um try and make it work again which is why I've been a part of the committee for four years even though um so I joined in my first semester onto the committee which was insane and I joined as the events director um I had no idea what that portfolio was meant to do um I was meant to be a co-events director and my my co-events director just never came back he never replied to any of my messages just fully ghosted everyone um which is fine. It, you know, it was a bit of a very crazy time period in everyone's life. And um, yeah, slowly over the last four years, we've been piecing back um, the history of Radio Monash and, and who we are as well and what our place is within the MSA and in the university. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this year has been fantastic. And we're really, I think that's how it's been kept very exciting the last four years. It's because it hasn't been ever the same. It's every year it's trying to make it work and trying to get it back to, to working and keep growing. So it's been been an adventure yeah no it sounds like a wow ouch you know yeah i know like, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like I, I i must like I, I guess it's like joining a club and having to see like the span and everything must be pretty like disheartening i guess as like a new member because you just kind of join you like something yeah. new and you're just like you have no idea what the hell is going on it's like like why is everyone leaving and no stuff like that. Yeah, it was very, very insane. And um, I think quite quickly, though, it became apparent what the true spirit was of Radmon and who we were as, as, a, as a collective. And, and we are a very unique bunch of people. Like, at Radmon is one of those places where you have all walks of life coming through the place, and which is so exciting and so amazing because it brings in so much diversity and so many crazy perspectives and voices. And I think that's one of my favourite things about it is that you never know what to expect and it's always so exciting to see who comes along and, and meeting everyone who does come along. And it just seems to be something that that environment where everybody wants to be a part of and, and be in, included and um, have a voice. Yeah, it, it's that spirit of Radmon keeps living through even through all those problems that we do have yeah, sometimes. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to have, you know, make it to make it such a thing that is so particular to all of you guys, you know? And it's just like this yeah. thing that is that is from Monash that is like completely different than everything else. But then you're talking a lot about the spirit of Radmon. What's the spirit of Radmon? You know? What is it? How would you describe Radmon it to is, be? Yeah, it's it's very hard to describe 
uh, but it really is just a collective of people who um, really just want to have a voice and in and be able to um, be a part of a bigger community, a bigger discussion. Um, and we always say it doesn't matter who you are. If you want to just come and join, you know, if you sit into the, you sit in the lounge um, long enough, we just accept you as part of the furniture. <laughs> you're just you're one of the family. Yeah, just come and sit in there long enough, and we'll be like, yeah, all right. That's actually that's quite funny. How um our current our newly elected vice president Campbell, mm-hmm. who's become my best friend, um oh, how he amazing. kind of started off. Um, he just kept rocking up to the lounge every day, and then I turned to him and said, "Did you want to come to my birthday party on this, you know, tonight?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then I said, "Yeah." It's um, so it's a big family. Um, I think is the best way to describe it is a big family um, of people who are really passionate about student voice, but also really passionate about um, our incredible music scene here in Melbourne. That seems to be the the last fifty, nearly fifty years of our history. Um, the thing that has sort of kept going through that has been the music um, scene and, and the music that we do at Radmon. We have an incredible recording studio at the back that's been completely refurbished. Mm. Um, a whole lot of new equipment has been bought for that as well. So we And we've produced a couple of albums and singles this year using that space. Oh, so that's really? Been Damn. Um, yeah. It's really, really cool. And that is available to all students to use as well, which is something that we're going to keep pushing next year as well. Um, and, but we used to, back in the day, have incredible um, live music events, and especially like at the Canvas Centre or at um, pubs around Melbourne, showcasing the incredible talent that Monash has to offer. And that's something that we really want to revamp next year, especially this year. We had um, Radfest, which was a music festival we did online for two days, okay. um, which was incredible. We had over 17 hours of live music and over... 30 different acts and artists performing in that. They were all Monash students um, or staff members, which was incredible um, and so, so much fun. We raised money for Support Act as well, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic. Raised about $405, I think, in the end for Support Act, um, which is a charity that supports um, musicians here mm-hmm. in Australia, um, especially without throughout COVID, not having their main source of income, which is performing at pubs and, and gigs. So, yeah, it's, it's something that I think that spirit part of Radmon as well is that music scene and especially the alternative kind of music scene mm-hmm. as well. And just being, being able to be yourself. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You just get to be yourself, which is, I think, really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That sounds like a lot of things, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, but then on the same note, how do you keep up with everything then? Because... You know, it seems like you're doing these events and yeah. you're doing, you know, you have to coordinate the shows and you have to, you're the president, of course. You, you have to do so yeah. many things. And on top of that, you have your own life and you have yeah. uni. <laughs> and, yeah. And what? <laughs> Look, crazy. it is very crazy. Um, I do, on a personal level, I spend a lot of hours into Radmon, but that's because that's, I love it. And I, I really care about Radio Monash a lot. And it has, has become my life. I can't <laughs> avoid that. Um, it yeah, is. No, for sure. It's become my main personality is the fact that I'm just Radio Monash. <laughs> but I'm really blessed to have an incredible committee behind me. It's not just me running this show. We do have a wonderful, wonderful committee who um, and portfolios within that. So as I said before, like I started out as the events director. Um, we have somebody who's the head of our journalism department, our marketing, somebody who's head of programming. Um, so when you first started the show, you would have spoken with um, a wonderful programming director this year. Jared, who puts together the whole grid, gets all the training done, makes sure the admin and, and communications there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a big production. And uh, next year we have, uh, 
12, I think 15, 15 people on the committee, 15 or 16 people on the committee. I'm kind of counting my head, there's a lot. I was doing um, yeah. today, just writing them all out. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of us next year. But we're going to be grabbing even more people uh, onto that list and we're going to make it a bigger production because, yeah, as you said, it's crazy. Like this year, this semester alone, we've had over 20 shows running. Um, that's a lot. At different points. But yeah. usually, and in the past, we can fill up the grid all the way. So that's like 56 shows um, or more can be in that grid. So, yeah, I mean, we need a big team to make sure all those shows can get on air every week um, and that they're all trained and everyone feels comfortable and that we can do all the other stuff we do on the side, like the events and journalism and everything else that comes with it. Yeah, 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 big, big production. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, from everything that you said so far, I feel like Radmon is definitely, like, had its huge success in the past. Would you say, like, yeah, there definitely. are definitely, like, some difficult times during the period where you have been present or, like, been a part of the committee and, like, the problems that you guys faced? Like, how do you guys, how did you guys, like, I guess, manage to tackle that? I think, yeah, definitely. And that's a great question. We've had, um... In the time that I've been president, I've um, I think I've been really obviously COVID this year. This is my this oh. year being president yeah. with COVID, which yeah. is a huge thing. Like we started at the beginning of the year with incredible plans of what we wanted to do. Like Radfest was going to be on campus and it was going to be a really big like big takeover of the campus center. Mm. Um, mm. You know, we wanted to work with the MSA on Wednesday sessions. Um, we wanted to do so much more. Uh, we wanted to like um, have our station playing at Whole Foods and Sir John's and like there was heaps of like on campus stuff and so having the whole strategic plan the whole plan for the whole year was on campus and in-person stuff when COVID did hit it was like this panic of oh my god how do we make this all online now <laughs> even the simple thing of how do we get presenters to present online because we are an online radio station but you present from a studio at the radio station um, so that took a lot of trial and error as well working out the best system to get us to present live um, and it's something that we're still still trying to like work out the little kinks from it but um, yeah just literally taking a challenge step by step just take that one challenge break it down into pieces and say okay how do we just work out this one thing today and then what can we do tomorrow to get to the next part um, I think sometimes presidents and, and committees you have such a short time to do so much and sometimes people come in with the best intentions and they want to do so much and they want to completely restructure something and um, you know, make it incredible and it's really admirable and it's, it's fantastic that they have so much ambition, but it's just not possible. Um, and that was one of the big things that went wrong four years ago was they wanted to create Radmon, take away that, that spirit of Radmon, which was like the, just the, um, the family culture of it, the, um, the music scene, the just, you know, the chill vibes kind of scene and make it into like BuzzFeed 2.0, which is not <laughs> at all um and it quickly fell apart because you just had a couple of people trying to push to do so much change in such a short period of time that just wasn't possible um so learning from that i think has been a massive thing and just knowing that you've got to stay true to who you are um not only as a person but as as a club or a society trace stays true to who you know your values are and your traditions and only just pick those couple of things that you really want to change and, and work out exactly how you're going to change them um, and make those like little little steps each day. My, my dad calls it the one percenters. Just do one percent mm. each day. Uh, 
um, get through it. And so that's very much been what this year has been. It's been taking each challenge as it comes. And trust me, there has been (laughs) challenge after challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. I think that we've all faced a lot of different things. Um, It's crazy because, you know, you're telling me about, you know, the Rad Monash spirit, how it is about, you know, being yourself, be free. And that's what I see from you, you know? You're someone who just... Yeah. I just oh. feel like you're just being yourself and it's just that that's amazing how you know yeah, you portray definitely. the things that you want to portray you know that's no no that's amazing and I feel like I'm really glad it feels really good that in Monash there's something like this going on you know yeah this no, sort of, oh, uh, this sort of movement you know this sort of movement of like you know guys go and do whatever you want achieve your dreams or anything that's yeah that's something very admirable I think and um but then on that, I, I also found out recently that Radio Monash has been going for 48 years. Yeah. That's 48 years yeah. of tradition. And then that's 48 years of the way I would have seen it if I was to be, was to be the president of Monash Radio. Is that that's 40 years of pressure <laughs> of something yeah. Yeah, that really has been is. working for that long, you know? And I don't, I don't know. I mean, like we're all humans at the end of the day. And I guess, I don't know if you at some point felt some sort of pressure like shit you know like i'm the president of this big thing that is going on and when you had that pressure on top of you and everything how how were you able to sort of you know go through it and like be able to create something that is just amazing nowadays you know but just keep it how do you how were Um, you able to do that it's been i'll I'll admit i've had too many breakdowns to count about I guess sort of the pressure that is on you when you do become the president or on the executive of something that has been going for so long and it's also so important uh, to students. I'm starting to be a teacher um, and my biggest thing as a teacher is student voice. Like I I really value students being able to have a voice. I don't want to walk into a classroom and say, this is what you're doing. This is what you have to do. Otherwise you're never gonna, you know, succeed in society. Like making sure that each individual person, I think that really comes through with the way that I like to run Radmon is making sure everyone is individually celebrated and their voice is heard. Um, So that sort of pressure weighs, weighed on me a lot, especially when Radmon did fall apart. at at the beginning and wanting to make sure that I didn't leave Radmont in a worse off condition than I started with it Um, and that sort of pressure of making sure that it can survive like radio stations in general um, in Australia there there are not many community radio stations left Mm. and the one and especially student radio stations or youth radio stations there is we're dwindling and um, you know every every um, even though we've been around for 50 years, you know, places like Swinburne used to have a radio station, which is now, you know, been shut down. Um, oh. Places like um, RMIT had one back in the day. Like a lot of the universities did have one. Early in 2001, they sort of amalgamated into into one place called SIN, uh, which is a student youth um, network, um, which is based out of RMIT. And mm-hmm. apart from that SIN network, You've only got Radio Fodder, which is a part of Melbourne Uni, and then us left in the whole of Victoria as like student radio stations. Um, so there's a lot of pressure of like trying to keep the station alive and make sure that it's, it has value in today as well. Considering you know a lot of its podcasts nowadays, or a lot of its like you can get instant music from Spotify or um, other places like that. So how do we stay relevant? How do we keep growing? Um, to make sure that people still have access to their own voices and broadcasting their own voices. So that 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 was something that's been weighing on me for, for quite a long time. Um, but the fact that I've had 
such close relationships with um, past members of Radio Monash, especially, that were a couple of like, committees before me, has been such a great help because they're the people that have sort of guided me through this and been like, okay, you know, this is who Radio Monash is. This is, you know, but make sure that you're not <laughs> feeling like it's the end of the world if you don't achieve the things that you want to achieve. Um, just as long as you don't, I think the message they keep telling me is don't, just as long as you make sure that you leave Radio Monash in a better place than you found it, you've achieved so much already um which is something that i think i keep referring back to and i keep thinking okay you know even if i didn't achieve that thing that we said that we we're going to at the end of the year at least radio monash is still growing and it's still becoming a you know more accessible place and a place that's going to survive um for hopefully another 50 years uh, which would be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that would be like what 2070 i think something like that <laughs> yeah 72 <laughs> damn 50 years that's crazy wow so then um, that's that just i don't know it just seems pretty cool and also that you know all these this message that you said there's something that you just said is stuck in my mind how you know you've done a lot when you managed to improve what it was already there you know and i feel like that also because i feel like a bunch of presidents and a bunch of other you know people like you that want to do something different with it, the different societies clubs even the whole societies as well in monash have been you know frustrated because of the covid situation as well you know yeah definitely and i guess it's, it's been uh, it's been incredibly frustrating mm. you know i see it all the time you know these um i have so many friends that are you know on the executives or in part of clubs and societies and like oh you know we can't do our ball this year that was our whole thing or you know that's what i was really looking forward to or, you know we wanted to do this really massive thing this year and we can't do it now we don't know what to do and i think that's why radio monash has been such an important um respect throughout this year not only just for the msa but also for clubs and societies say okay even though you can't do those massive events that you wanted to do you can still connect with your community you can still have a voice for your community um and here's this amazing resource here which is radio monash to be able to run a radio show or run a weekly podcast or even it's a one-off podcast like we've helped um the the people of color department at, at msa put off on one soft sort of podcast um, yeah, so having Radio Monash there as that resource to make sure that we can amplify other voices in our community and help each other out has been fantastic and also a massive privilege for me to, to be a part of so many different projects as well. Um, but yeah, I'm really hoping for next year that, as everyone is, that we can get back to some sort of normality and actually have those in-person events as well. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. We all hope that we all want that to be honest. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. Monash Radio, we are thanks to them, we're in the radio as well, you know. Like, yeah, hey, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happy cool. to have you. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. Um, I guess I was just thinking, like, obviously, you've told us a lot about uh, Radmon and like how you've been committed throughout the community throughout your whole time at Monash. But I guess uh, most of our listeners will probably be really interested in your past. So, like, what actually made you decide to come to Monash in the first place? Like, would Ooh, you like to okay. explain about that? Okay. Um, well, I think growing up, for Monash itself, growing up, I, I went to some local schools in the area. And, like, Monash was that always pl that place that we always went on excursions or whenever... Um, you know, we were to do like a performing arts thing, like it would be at Monash. So I think there was always that want there to be a Monash University student, especially part of the, the um, Center of Theatre and Performance. Okay. Um, I always thought that I'd end up doing an arts degree um, with them. 
but as I got through high school, I was I was massive into musical theatre and performing arts when I was in high school, and that's something that I did for years. And I was doing like five productions a year; it was crazy. Um, but I also got into the the tech side of it, and I ended up becoming a mic tech for a um, sound and lighting company here in Melbourne. And so I was going around to like all the school musicals and putting on microphones on kids and um, monitoring the sound throughout the shows. And that was like so much fun. I was doing that. And so I got to the kind of the end of year 12 and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, uh, look, I could go and apply for an arts degree somewhere and like kind of do some study and figure it out. But I was like, I don't really want to sort of, I don't want to kind of do that. I don't want to like put myself in a weird situation that I'm not 100% committed to. Um, especially like, no. <laughs> Who wants to like write art essays when they don't have to write Oh no, yeah, no, the big No. Yeah. Oh. No. Um so I I thought, look, let's let's get myself qualified in um sound and, and lighting and all that kind of stuff, all that jazz. Um, so I actually applied to RMIT and I got into a, a certificate for in live production technical services there, um, which was incredible. It was kind of like having a gap year without an actual gap year. So I was still like studying and I was still working. Um, I worked at Subway in the city, which was a very interesting experience. <laughs> um, and I yeah studied at RMIT during the day and I met, it felt like for the first time in my life, I met people that were like me and how powerful that was and important to me to meet somebody, to meet a group of people that shared a similar mindset to me, shared the interests that I had, and who actually felt like I had genuine friendships with for the first time was in, in, an incredibly amazing thing to, to, to have and for my development as a human as well. Um, so I was really privileged to be able to do that, but I kind of got to the end of that year um, and I'd, on the previous year, instead of going on schoolies, went and volunteered in East Timor for like a month with a school project. Um, and when I was over there, I was teaching English. Um, so when I got to the end of this year, I kind of just felt like as much as I loved live production and technical services, like I was I was mixing up like the cherry bar and the tote, terrible, terrible heavy, heavy metal bands, like just <laughs> drinking beer and like mixing bands, loving life. Um, uh, I was drunk like that whole year. I don't think I was so <laughs> that whole year. <laughs> I know, but um, yeah, it was it was an incredible year. Like just to have those friendships and then also to be doing something that I really loved, um, working in live sound, especially. Um, I had some incredible opportunities that year and was working with some incredible people in the industry. But I kind of got to the end of that year and I just felt like something was missing and I knew it was that academic side of it that I really wanted to go and do something in academia. Um, and so I applied to Monash on a whim. I didn't have a high enough ATAR to get into Monash, so I did not think it was going to work. Um, and I did. I got into a diploma of higher education, which is a great pathway. If you don't know about this, if you want to get an education degree or a science degree at Monash, but you know you don't have a high enough ATAR to get into Monash, um, you can do this diploma of higher education and it's equivalent to your first year of your science or education degree. And no one ever knows that you're in that course because you do all the same classes as everybody else. Um, so it's fantastic. Um, so I did that and went straight into my second year of education. Um, and I majored in drama as well as English as an additional language. Um, and have a look back. That's been my time and how I got to Monash. Um, why I joined Radio Monash was a very different reason. Um, I had a friend that was a part of Radio Monash uh, that I knew that I went to high school with. And quite literally, 
I was just a very like small fish in a very large pond and was feeling very nervous on my first day of uni. I was walking around um, all the clubs and societies and looking at all the tents and I was like, oh, maybe I'll join the debating club or you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll join this. And then I saw my friends and I was like, ah, okay, I know this person. Um, and I spent the last $10 I had to my name on a membership to Radio Monash. And okay. uh, the rest is history, as they say. I guess those yeah. are the best $10 you ever spent, right? Yeah. The yeah. value on those the $10, $10 you know? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, like, you definitely got your money's worth. Like, I, I know. You paid off and paid off over and over and over. Worth. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, no, that's pretty cool to know all your story and everything. And it's really good to know, you know, how much there's a lot of people that are doing so many things for Monash. And maybe we, all of us as students, for, you know, lack of maybe information or whatever it is, we don't really know about this. And I guess that yeah. getting to know all of this is pretty cool as well. And um, we're about to finish, but then we like to play a bit of a game at the end of the yeah. interviews. It's a series of rapid fire questions. So that means that... Okay. You gotta ask as soon as you gotta answer as soon as we ask. So you have like three to five seconds to just really take on an answer as fast as you can and then say it. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Alright. Alright. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. So, first question. Neptunes or peri-peri? Oh, um, Neptunes. Okay. Best coffee in Admonish University. Um, oh, it depends on who's working that day, the barista. Oh. <laughs> Best barista. That, that, that's kind of true. That's yeah. barista, Best um, barista. The guy, I don't know his name, but the guy with the long hair that works at Grafali's. Oh, um, that's Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. No, he's, yeah. He makes bang Yeah, coffee. he's good, he's good, he's yeah. good. He's good. Yeah. Okay, next one. Is it Nike or Adidas? Um, oh, I'm going to say Nike. Ooh, Ooh. good choice. Good yeah, choice. yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> same. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> If you were to have superpowers, what would you have? What would be your superpower? Mm, I, I want to be able to control things with my mind. Oh, telekinesis. So I can get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, I never thought about that, you know? The Jedi yeah, is in Star yeah, Wars. They honestly, just do that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's honestly the telekinesis, a solid. Like, just grab something across the room. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. And then, what's your favorite book? Um, oh, favorite book. I don't know. Oh, off the top of my head. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I've forgotten every title of every book ever now. I don't know what. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we could just change book. it to like a movie or something instead. Favorite movie? I don't know. My favorite, my favorite movie is Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Um, but my favorite book. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, Men Who Stare at Goats. I don't Men. know if you know that book. but I've never The Men Who Stare at Goats. Okay, okay. It's, right. um, it's about hearing... Um, uh, like during the Cold War, when the American army was just like trying to use whatever they could to try and get the upper hand <laughs> on the Soviets, and they were just they decided that they could, were going to try mind control as, the, <laughs> as a, an avenue. My telekinesis it makes sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh god. And oh, they um, they were convinced that they could kill by just staring at somebody, and they were trying to practice this on goats. Oh, wow. Okay, that's... So they were just staring at goats. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how weird them. it would be. Oh, you know? Okay, that's, that's, that's definitely very, very We've got a train to stay the whole day staring at a <laughs> hundred goats or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just so well written. I, I really enjoy that book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So. Well, thank you so much, Gloria, for. Uh, sorry, not not Gloria. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Georgia. 
I'm so sorry about that, but um, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you want, you can plug your social media. Like, if there's anything that's going on right now with my, like Just Radmon that you want to promote. Definitely follow us on Radmon. We have a Facebook page at Radio Monash and our Instagram at Radio Monash. Um, yeah, all the updates will be on there always. And if you ever want to listen to us, of course, RadioMonash.org is the place that you go to listen to us. It is, it is. And uh, one last thing that we do with all the interviewers is that. If you could be, if you could have the name of a city, what would it be? Oh, what would be um, your city? Okay, it would definitely be an Italian city because I'm okay. half Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, probably be Venice. Ooh, okay, oh, I like okay. that. Nice, I like nice. That. Has anyone taken Venice yet? No, no, no okay. one's taking Venice. So yeah. you're Venice. Venice. Welcome, welcome right. to the Haywise. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, we're gonna, uh, you know, say goodbye to the episode and um, Tokyo, Vegas, out. <laughs>